Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we got a little week two recap. All the games are now done for Sunday. We get to go through everything, all the stars, all the disappointments. And there's quite a few disappointments this week. And injuries as well. Actually, the injury situation is getting kind of, it's already worrisome after only two weeks. I mean, there's, and so many times we don't, so many players we don't really know yet what the situations are. Like Jordan Howard there for you, Jeff. I mean, yeah, that, uh, I mean, in, in a way, I hope it is an injury a little bit just because then I can blame his poor performance on that. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, so his arm was in a sling after the game. Um, but, you know, once again, let's just talk about just piling on like Jordan Howard owners, including myself, have already, you know, have to worry about, you know, the quarterback situation, the poor offense, Cohen stealing carries. And now if it's injuries as well, it's like everything is stacked up against this guy. And uh, I mean, it's showing. Obviously, he had a very, very poor game today and, you know, we took it on the chin. So, yeah, it's just that offense in Chicago is just, I think, pretty bad. And I don't know if either Howard or Cohen is even going to be in standard leagues for sure. It's going to be a worry. Cohen can have some value in PPR, but he's not. I mean, people made him just as already wasted their number one <laughs> waiver claim on him last week and spent big bucks in, you know, with a fab budget. I, I think that might have been a mistake because I think he's going to be good, but he's going to have these games like this. He's probably going to have at least half of his games are going to be these four point whatever point games in a standard league. You know, obviously PPR it's a lot better, but it's still not even it's not amazing in PPR. It's 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 good. It's okay, but not wasn't probably enough to waste your top waiver claim on. Which, yeah, a lot of people did that. I think there's still going to be one coming. We just don't know what it is yet <laughs> and who it's going to be. But there's always somebody, and I think there'll be somebody better than Cohen, maybe. But hopefully for your sake, Jeff, that Howard can come back and he's healthy and something's, you know, a little bit better than this. Hopefully we'll find out some more stuff in the next couple of days here. Yeah, you and you and me both. <laughs> I mean, he came into the game with some injury concerns there that showed up. So it could just be a continuation of that. And maybe they'll just I wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me if they sat him a week or two to get him healthy. If he's just not right, that could be part of what happened there. I mean, he was so good last year. That's the thing. It's like. I was down on Howard a little bit because of how bad the offense was. But, I mean, he was so good last year that he, he shouldn't be this bad. I didn't expect these, these kind of numbers. I was expecting maybe 40 yards, 50 yards, not, what, 10, not even? <laughs> yeah, I know. And it, the thing is, Cohen couldn't get it going either. I mean, the, the just the rushing in general was so terrible that you're wondering if it was if it was the line, if it was the certain scheme they're doing. Is it the fact that they they know Glennon's not going to beat him and he has no one to throw to, so they can just stack it? Like I'm wondering if it's just too much to overcome. Yep. Um, but I don't know. I mean, there, there's so many things that you can point out in the Bears' offense right now that has to be fixed that uh, it, it becomes difficult to kind of figure out what exactly is going on with them, and then in you know in turn Howard. But you know, it will will. Hopefully we'll find out a little bit more in the, the coming days and we'll be able to figure out what uh, what we can do with his spot, especially for my fellow Howard owners. <laughs> well, another team that actually the offense is surprising me is the Broncos. Trevor Simeon, C.J. Anderson. 
kind of unexpected stars right now, I would say. I mean, C.J. Anderson was, I, we we liked him, but we still liked him as what? A back end running back two, maybe, you know, he, he was what, in the 15 to 20 range for us in our ranks. Mm-hmm. That's about as high as he got, but that was actually higher than most people had him, it felt like. And yet he puts up 27.4 points in standard off 25 carries, 118 yards, in a touchdown, caught a touchdown. And Simeon, I mean, 30.6 points and follows up as 26.7 last week. I mean, that's, there might be something there. I, I don't know for sure. I mean, he's a second-year quarterback now. I mean, is there any chance you're thinking of playing him at all over maybe Kirk Cousins, who's disappointed you? <laughs> no, right? Um, I mean, tell you the truth, it's hard to say no right now. The guy has done wonderfully. And, I mean, the whole thing with the Broncos offense is we, we did like C.J. Anderson most, you know, more than most. Um, we weren't sure exactly what the split was going to be like. Yep. Um, but obviously he was he was amazing. And if you have that running game going, um, it's going to make life a lot easier for Simeon, which it did today. Yep. And, um, you know, not to mention he already had great wide receivers. So the whole offense was kind of predicated on on how far can Simeon take them. And, you know, myself included, you know, I thought maybe he was going to be a probably, you know, mid quarterback. Like he was going to be good enough, a field general. He, they were going to be able to win games with that defense. But him playing this well changes pretty much everything. And I think for that, I mean, his numbers too. So if he can put the ball in the right place, his wide receivers will make plays. Yep. And all of a sudden, you know, he, especially a bye week fill-in, but if he does this one, two more weeks, he could be a legitimate quarterback. And, um, I mean, that's, and that's good to see too because I, I guarantee there's people out there that drafted a quarterback that is, hasn't really gotten his feet under him yet. I mean, you you mentioned Kirk Cousins, which I was a you know big proponent of. Um, you know, Cam Newton, even Russell Wilson has been struggling. So there's an Mariota. Um, he hasn't been able to throw too many touchdowns quite yet, but um, Simeon's outplaying all these guys. Yeah. So it'll be really interesting when it comes down to the waiver wire. Yep, definitely not ready to pick him up even or start playing him yet. But if he does it one more week, it's something to watch, something to look at. Because I mean, this stuff happens sometimes. These quarterbacks step up, and we didn't quite expect it. So going to keep watching but it's definitely it's not a i'm not going to recommend a pickup yet but i mean he's i would actually probably recommend a pickup over andy dalton at this point i'd drop andy dalton and pick up simeon to play him i think i'm done with yeah, Dalton. <laughs> i bet i bet simeon is actually i mean he's probably available in most leagues still and i bet he's probably one of the better quarterbacks you can get now so if you i mean honestly if you do have someone like cam newton who we were down on you know already yep. and, you know he just it continues to look like that offense is a work in progress. You know, Simeon might be someone you can get for real cheap, throw him on your bench and play him until Cam kind of, you know, finds his way again. Yep. No, I agree. All right. Another guy here, Todd Gurley. I think he's actually a pretty good NFL running back. I don't know if you saw that, that, that hurdle he did over the defender to get into the end zone on the one play. He's actually had a couple hurdles over defenders in the game. I just think he's been stuck on a bad team and a bad offense, but he's starting to shine a little bit. And still, it's not like amazing numbers, but he's his talent is showing through as he get what twenty three point six points this week in standard, eighty eight rushing yards, forty eight receiving yards, took a touchdown both. I mean, that's pretty impressive. I I'm really liking what I'm seeing from Gurley right now. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, it was wonderful that we can finally say, look, we you know we told you so because I feel like every week we're like. He's a better back than this. Like yep. he's a better back. He's a better back. His, t- his team sucks, and finally, they he you know 
16 carries, 88 yards, a touchdown, like you said. He looked really, really good. And catching the ball is not usually his thing. So it's really good to see him having just three receptions, 50 yards and a touchdown to kind of, you know, boost him into the, what, second overall running back this uh, week so far? Yeah, I believe so. So um, it's great to see. Um, You know, still I think that passing offense needs to come a long way. But obviously it's doing its job enough to take off just enough pressure so Gurley can show his athleticism again. All right, after Gurley, we might as well talk about who ended up being the third running back so far with only one more game left in standard leagues. It's Ty Montgomery, who ended up with 23 points in standard. He only ran the ball 10 times for 35 yards. He did pick up a touchdown there, though. Caught six passes for 75 yards and a touchdown. I know Green Bay was in catch-up mode there, throwing the ball around to Montgomery, too. But still, I mean, Jeff, you did rank him top 10 this week, and he actually he, he's going to be top five. So... Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, I thought it was going to be a high-scoring game, and it, it took a moment to get there. Um, and I, I still, and I know uh, if you listen to our other podcast, me and Craig always have one bet a week, <laughs> and ours was uh, Jordy Nelson versus Antonio Brown. And I thought <laughs> thought I had it locked up, and then Jordy goes and yep. gets hurt in the first quarter. But anyway, um, yeah, the Packers in general did really, really well. And it's really great to see Montgomery catching so many balls out of the backfield because you knew he's not going to be that grind them out kind of back. He's just, you know I mean? He's just not. But he got a touchdown, which is wonderful. They didn't give it to Aaron Rodgers. So you're starting to kind of see the role that Ty Montgomery is going to have. And it's looking really, really good. Yeah, and even when Green Bay loses, loses like this, their offense is so is good enough that they're going to be play catch up and they're going to throw the ball around and – pick up points for you. I mean, because Rodgers did have a down week. He only had 22.5 in the loss, but Adams stepped up a bit. He had to with the injuries to Nelson, and then Cobb went down there with a shoulder injury, it looks like, too. So at this point, if those are significant at all, we could be down to just Devontae Adams as their number one wide receiver next week. That's going to get interesting. With what, Geronimo Allison, number two? If that is the case, Montgomery's (laughs) going to do real. He's going to be leaned on heavily. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. And that's the wonderful thing about having a converted wide receiver in the backfield is you can do a, a ton of great stuff, and Aaron Rodgers will be covered. Um, but, yeah, that will be definitely something to keep track of because you could get a lot of value off of the bench then for uh, yeah. for these waiver well, picks. And with Montgomery, this shows the value of him this year. And he doesn't have to do much running the ball necessarily to be a great fantasy option. He's only carried the ball for – 89 yards this year in two games, and yet he had a 15-point game and a 23-point game. So he doesn't need the rushing yards to be good. So if he ever starts picking up these rushing yards, it's going to be really good. So something to watch for. All right, number four. How about the number four running back? We'll just keep going down there. It's Kareem Hunt again. 22.9 points in standard, 13 carries for 89 yards and two touchdowns. He pretty much did nothing until... Well, about midway through the third quarter, I think it was. He was held. He had, he had under 10 yards at that point. Then he broke out a 51-yarder. So that offensive line gave him a huge hole there. So even in these games like this where he does nothing, one big run and he becomes fantasy relevant and then throws in a you know goal line touchdown later on. I just I kind of wish I would have drafted I mean, him. Yeah. I mean, you, you... – you know, I mean, if you have the bulk of the carries like Kareem Hunt is going to get, especially, you know, with wear out of the picture, it, it looks like this is what we can expect. He's, you know, he's probably going to get 70 to 100 yards and then, you know, 
you hope obviously a touchdown comes with it. He just looks like he's going to be very dependable and a very good player. Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, you, you wish you knew about injuries yeah, no. at that time, but I mean, what can you Another do? Another running back who actually is going to be the fifth running back right now is Chris Thompson from Washington. He ended up with 22.6 points in standard leagues off three carries for 77 yards and two touchdowns. He also caught three balls, didn't get any touchdowns there. But you now Rob Kelly went out with an injury. P. Ryan played a lot and ran, ran the ball 21 times, but only for 67 yards. He just doesn't seem like he's that good. I mean, I guess I could say at this point, I think if Kelly's going to miss some time, Chris Thompson's going to get a lot of work. He might actually pick up a few more carries, and if he does, great. But I think he's one of the most undervalued players there's out there. No one talks about Chris Thompson, yet he's had two double-digit games in a row. He's only had six carries, but he has two double-digit games in a row. <laughs> I know. It, it's pretty crazy, and he's the one that kind of jumps off the uh, out of the stat sheet with um, this week, especially when it comes to waivers. I know he's, his name is going to be very yep. you know, very up there. Um, I mean, none, none of that backfield really grabbed the, the starting role. You know, Rob Kelly – Obviously, with the injury as well, but him and P. Ryan, you know, they were just so so. And then Chris Thompson comes out here and shows that he can be a big play threat. And he's done it without getting, I mean, that many touches. So you know that he's going to get a heavier dose next week, whether or not Rob Kelly is, you know, healthy. So he's going to be one of these guys that if he can do it one more week, he's going to steal a major you know, portion of those carries going forward because, you know, whoever can produce is going to get those. And then another, like, pass-catching back type, Buck Allen. He had 16.1 points this week. He did have 14 carries for 66 yards. That's never going to be what he's going to be, get all his points for. We did catch five balls for 35 yards and a touchdown. I think that's where his value is going to come in, too. And if he can, if he does that, he's, I think he, he looked like the better back than Terrence West today. And they started, they, he carried the ball six more times than Terrence West did. So maybe it is going to be Buck Allen's backfield, and I should have listened to my own advice a couple weeks ago and picked him up. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. I, I, I mean, I like this guy. I don't think he's no, going to be no. like a superstar by any means. But I think, I think with Woodhead out, he is going to be a solid play, you know, like a, a running back three kind of moving forward. Um, flex position guy. Um, he, he has a lot of upside for what he does and what that offense does. So um, I, I think touchdowns will be hit or miss for him, definitely. But um, if they continue giving him the passing yards, uh, you know, he's going to have solid, solid. All right, out. some wide receivers we should talk about. Michael Crabtree caught six passes for 80 yards, but the big thing is three touchdowns. That's, I mean, maybe we were underrating and putting him around what? Our ranks, he was. He typically ended up being around twentieth in our preseason ranks, just because you always expect Amari Cooper to start taking over some of that work, maybe more and more of it. But it's just not happening. I mean, Carr seems to really like Crabtree, and it's. I don't think that's going away. And if he can get the the, the touchdowns, I mean, I, this he's going to be up there, and I think he's just slightly undervalued. Yeah, I mean, what can you say? It was three touchdowns. He looked for him. You know, in red zone, he looked for him pretty much all day. I mean, he did yeah. it off of six receptions, too. So half of those going for touchdowns, kind of an anomaly. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, it's not like we haven't seen this from Crabtree before. I mean, like I said, that that's, you know, that's definitely going to be the the height of uh, 
his season, I assume, as far as TDs and things like that go. But it doesn't mean he I – w- I would yeah, think so. It doesn't mean he, he won't catch a lot more, and it doesn't mean that he, he couldn't catch two in a game. And if this continues where, you know, he's working this well with Carr, um, I don't know. I, do you get more excited about Crabtree, or does this actually make you worry about Cooper? Like, which one does it do more? You know, I think – it makes me more excited probably about Crabtree in a way because I think he's just more con- – the consistency is going to be there. I think he's going to be good every week. Cooper, I mean, and I guess I will worry about Cooper a little bit too because he's just not stepping up to me what I thought he would. Like I don't want to see these down weeks like he's had, you know, like this week where he's going to go out there and give you thirty, you know, 33 yards and that's it. It's just I, – I don't like – even last week, five catches for 62. He salvaged it with a touchdown. And then four for 33. This isn't a, that's not what a number one receiver does back to back weeks like that. You can do it once. I mean, doing it twice like this is just, it, it worries me a bit. I, I Maybe he's not going to step up and be that guy. I, I think it's there yet, but if we see this for too long, it's going to, it's going to worry me a bit. And I might, I, I think we might have overrated him a little bit. Yeah. I think the guy is all the town in the world, but I mean, you're seeing it. Crabtree is just outproducing. I mean, straight straight up right now. So, you know, like I said, it's week two, but at the same time, I'm it's early. I'm, yeah, I'm with you. It, it does make you reconsider your rankings and you know how we've been looking at it. Yeah. All right, some guys we won't talk about too long just because they, you know, this is what they do. <laughs> Mike Evans, seven catches, ninety three yards, and touchdown. Pretty much what we expected there. Uh, Alshon, it was nice to see him get seven catches, ninety two yards, and a touchdown. I think he's that's what he's going to be. I think that that's that's about what we expected and it's nice to see it early on from him already and even in a tough matchup at Kansas City. It was good to see. I think he's going to be he's going to be good. And people I think we're underrating him too. Like we always had him a little bit higher. And I think he's going to be really good player. And then how about one more Keenan Allen, Jeff? 9 catches, 100 yards. No touchdowns, but I think that's what Keenan Allen does and Starting to starting to come around already. Even in these two weeks, have just been okay. And he got nine point five and ten points. Just coming back into it. You, do you expect an uptick in this? Or I mean, hopefully this is the floor. But I think this is kind of where his floor is. Yeah, and you know, it, it's. I think he's going to catch more touchdowns. Obviously, he hasn't you know been able to yet. But nine catches for a hundred yards is a great game, and especially if you have PPR. You know, this is kind of what I was talking about. He he's great in both. Um, uh, I think uh, touchdowns will come. But, I mean, if he did this every game, I'd be totally fine with it. And, uh, you know, just once again, that, that offense looks like it's starting to click. Um, and there's a lot of weapons on it, and we could probably go into in-depth about every single one. But I would like to point out that Gates finally caught that touchdown that he needed. So maybe he <laughs> yep. can get the F up out of here. So Hunter Henry, which looked good, can finally get the – Yeah, Hunter Henry did step up a little bit there. A little, little better this week. Yeah, people yep. were rating Hunter Henry just – I saw him not even in the top 25 in people's rankings for this week. Yeah, it was, you know, <laughs> one week will kill people's value. It goes up and down so quickly. But, um, you know, it looked like a lot of the, the major kind of contributors of people that were ranked very high uh, finally kind of came back this week. And it looked a lot more like what you thought it would, right? Um, so yep. you have Devontae Adams was up there. Martavis Bryant cut a touchdown. He did really uh, well, for the most part, three catches only, but still 91 yards and a touchdown, what we thought, big playability. Uh, yep. Elshon, Mike Evans is back up there. So, And then Des 
with a touchdown as well. So, and Julio looked good as well. So, I mean, it's one of those things. There's definitely other people that were scattered throughout, which we probably will talk about here in a second. But um, I don't know. Does is this kind of one of those things where you can look at this and say, hey, like you know, week one is week one, but it's over the course of a year that these numbers kind of come out. And does this kind of give you a, a better vision of what it's going to look like moving forward? It's starting to. I mean, you're gonna once you see the guys step up a little bit in the second week, you know they're gonna have maybe a little bit up and down. But like Des, I think. Getting getting eleven point nine points in standard in against Denver at Denver that's pretty solid. I'm you know that's something to, I don't even know if we expected that necessarily. I mean he's had two really really tough matchups in a row, and yet he's okay. But he has one more tough one next week against the Cardinals with Patrick Peterson there. I think people are going to be like Des is one of those guys that or people are going to be overreacting completely if he has one more another if he has a bad week. I think he's going to turn around and be great later on in the season. So, like, that's one of those guys that's just kind of up and down. Do you see that 16 targets for Dez, too? That's Yeah, I mean, yeah, crazy. thank goodness. Because they could not – I mean, this was the first game where uh, they just couldn't get the running game going. It, it was very strange to yep. see, and Denver just dominated. Yep. When I just tried people – we talked last week about having people not overreact to the numbers for one week. So I hope they've listened because some of these guys have stepped back up a little bit. But what about even, oh, shoot, Dar- Jarvis Landry, who didn't play last week, 13 catches for 78 yards. That's Jarvis Landry right there, isn't it? Even with Jay Cutler being as the quarterback, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is, I guess. Jarvis Landry is going to be Jarvis Landry. So in yeah, standard, really- it's just <laughs> – Really interesting yes. to see. I, I didn't. I didn't think that he was going to be able to do the same kind of thing with Cutler, no. or not to the same degree. But you know, he caught a crap ton of balls. I mean, well, so you, should... you know, maybe that's just the type of player he is, and maybe that's uh, that's definitely going to help Cutler out. It's got to. And that just shows his extreme like differences in standard and PPR. Because in standard, he only scores you seven point one points, but in PPR, he gets you twenty point one. Like the the difference in how good of a player he is in standard versus PPR is just, it's crazy to me. I mean, because you look at somebody like he, so he scored to what, 7.1. And you go and get Martavis Bryant, who in standard scored 15.8. But you turn that around and Jarvis outscores him in PPR. It's just, it's crazy. So <laughs> I just got to know that Jarvis Landry might not be a great standard option, but PPR, he is still probably one of the best. Yeah, kind of he's going to catch a lot of balls. <laughs> All right, some other guys. Tom Brady stepped back up. It was a step up again. So that's just Tom Brady. Don't have to really worry too much about that. Threw him over to Gronk, of course. Six for 116 and a touchdown. But he goes down with an injury. So to watch <laughs> that. I mean, that's just a groin injury. That's just what Gronk seems to do. Yeah, he's I mean, so good when he's healthy. The, I don't know. The, the, best, the best weapon you could possibly have on your fantasy team. When healthy, you just know, you know, he's going to miss games. It's just what's going to happen. He's going to be hampered. But him and Brady, I mean, my God, man, when they're when they're clicking, yep. it's just fun to watch. Yeah, well, if, if Gronk's out at all for some reason, I mean, Hogan might still be getting those passes. I don't know if they'll step up and Dwayne Allen will step at tight end, but Hogan was 5 for 78 in a touchdown. It's a pretty solid day without yeah, Amendola there too. Good. Yep, so I think it's, you know, I think Hogan's going to be have that kind of value. He's not going to do it every week, but he's going to have good weeks like that. 
How about Travis Kelsey came back this week and played like he should? <laughs> eight for 103 and a touchdown? He, last year he was getting those eight for 103s. He wasn't necessarily getting the touchdown. So if he can add that to it, he's going to be – he's going to challenge Gronk if Gronk's healthy for the number one spot this oh. year. Oh, yeah. And this is after week one, everyone – you know, it was – a little bit of a freak out moment where everyone was like, man, I spent a lot of money on certain players and they didn't produce, but, um, you know, definitely in the tight end position, uh, you know, that wasn't necessarily the case. Gronk came back, did it. Kelsey came back, did it. Um, you know, and then there's a few others that were just pretty decent. Um, Ertz once again, Walker Witten, by the way, um, yeah. is, is this a resurgence? <laughs> is this something that we should actually look forward to? Or is this, you think this is just the beginning of the, the year where he's more of a safety blanket and they haven't been able to get both uh, the running and the passing game, you know, on track um, at the same time. I'm wondering if this was more of a, I mean, he's had two really good weeks in a row though. I can't say just this week. I mean, they had, he had 13 targets this week and I mean, Des had 16. There was just, they were down and need to pass the ball maybe, but two good, two really good weeks in a row for Witten. I mean, it's kind of surprising to me. I thought he was just kind of going to be on the downslope, you know, wasn't we weren't going to see anything of Jason Witten of old, but I, man, I'm interested actually in this now. I think he's going to be moving well up my ranks, but he'll probably show up and get a two for ten or something the next week. But you know, yeah, that's how it yeah, works. I think I think it's going to be a a little more unpredictable. But all of a sudden, especially in PPR, um, you know, after the, these past two weeks, where not only is he going for touchdowns, but he's actually getting targets that suggest that he's going to be a larger part of the offense than he yep. was what it felt like last year. I mean, 10 receptions today for 97 yards. Uh, I mean, not only standard, but PPR, both of them. This guy has to be in the consideration for, I mean, to jump over a, a ton of guys that we had in the top 10 already. Yep. And, well, Delaney Walker, 12.2 points. He ran a touchdown in. He only caught four for 61. He ran that one in, so... <laughs> I feel like he's doing it just to spite you I at think this he point. Is. Is this catch- <laughs> Every time you talk shit about him, the guy comes out and scores again. Yeah, he's just yeah, he's what he is. <laughs> at least at least Zach Ertz <laughs> is continuing to continuing to play well. Five for ninety seven. You know, I guess one of those the big big play he had was kind of a fluke, but still, I think he's we've been putting him up there as a top option all year, and I think he's continuing to do that. And then just some other random guys here that had good weeks that. We're definitely going to need to see more from them to decide for sure it's going to keep going. J.J. Nelson, five catches, 120 yards in touchdown. He had some flashes last year too, but this is also no John Brown out there, you know, playing against a terrible Colts team. We're definitely going to need to see more. (laughs) Dude, the Colts are so bad. They really I mean (laughs) – they're just uh, not good. I'll need to see. so anything that happens against the Colts or even like the Saints at this point, anything that happens against those teams, I need to see it against a real team, a real defense before I, you know, think it's sustainable. Maybe. Oh, without a doubt. And now <laughs> it's like any. Uh, I mean, defensive wise, any team that's about to play the Colts, or you know, yeah, the I mean, definitely the Colts. Any team that's about to play them, definitely pick yeah. them up. I mean, I feel like they're the Browns of last year where it doesn't matter who they are. It could be a very low team even, and you put them up against and you're still going to get points because their offense cannot move the ball. Another receiver did a decent game, Brandon Coleman, four catches, 82 yards and touchdown. Just want to bring him up because 
I like to talk about Brandon Coleman a little bit there. I think that's about his peak, though. That's not going to be much better than that, you know. So you have to depend on a touchdown. Probably won't be there, but I did. I did think he had more value than people were giving him credit for. He wasn't talked about at all before the season, and I think he can do okay for him. But we'll see what happens when Snead comes back in two weeks. I think that could change things. I think the Saints need Snead out there. They're just not quite getting it done. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, they need him and like an entire defense. <laughs> Jermaine Curse caught four get passes for 64 yards and he got two touchdowns for the Jets, 18.4 points in standard. And yet I am never going to trust that. The Jets are have not been good. And that's about the <laughs> only four catches. So people are going to be maybe looking to get Curse. Yeah. I just eh, I can't trust that. No, and that, that's the warning sign is the, the low amount of receptions that turn into, you know, half of your receptions turning into touchdowns. Yeah. You know, that that's not going to keep it, the trend up. But, I, you know, there's not a whole lot out there. So True. if you wanted to take a, a chance on Curse, I'm, I'm totally yep. fine with it. But at the same time, don't go overboard on, on what you pay for. All right, one last guy I got in my list here, Derrick Henry. Solid game, 14 carries, 91 yards and touchdown after it looks like Marco Murray had a hamstring issue, hamstring injury. So Henry steps up, and what we always thought would happen if Henry came into the game and took over for Murray, we always thought this is pretty much what would happen. So got to wait and see at this Murray thing. And, I mean, this was the this was the issue, the worry we had about DeMarco Murray going into the season is it wouldn't surprise us at all if he got hurt. And looks like it happened already. You know, I think he came into the season hurt. And so. Yeah, and the, the, the big question between that, too, is, you know, Murray, even though, say he comes back, right, and say he has to miss a game or two even, which wouldn't be a huge deal. But at the same time, having someone like Derrick Henry behind you, which can run the ball like he did today, yep. which was phenomenal, um, you know, you, you look, he comes back, and I guarantee it doesn't go back to the same old 80-20, you know, that it was. I mean, it's I my assumption would be, if he runs this well, it's going to be more of a 50-50 split, which – Obviously, anyone that owns Henry is rejoicing, and anyone that owns Murray is, you know, cursing <laughs> because they had to take him in that first, second round. But, um, you know, that's going to be a very interesting kind of situation to to look at. And the unfortunate part is, I'm guessing Henry's not available in many leagues. But if he is, this is definitely a guy that should be on the top of uh, your your waiver list. Um, you know, him and maybe a, two other people. All right, how about the disappointments for the week here, Jeff? Other than Jordan Howard. Oh, who had? God, man, I, I do have a couple. <laughs> Zeke, what about Zeke? Only two point two standard. Yeah, I've never, I've never seen anyone shut this guy no, down this like is, they did. This tonight. has not so, happened. I mean, you take it with a grain of salt, and I say that because obviously this is a very good defense they're going against. But as we spoke about, generally it's more of a a passing nope. defense where where they can shut down wide receivers, and then a team runs wild on them, which why is why. Us and every other, you know, fantasy site out there had Zeke listed very high on their weekly rankings because it just historically last year, going off of that, uh, running backs slaughtered them. Um, so I don't know. Are is Denver that much better in the you know stopping the run, or did Zeke just have an off game? I think Denver might just be that good defensive wise. <laughs> I th- I think that's what this is going to be. And they got Dallas got down maybe early. They just couldn't do the same things as they would like to with Zeke. But 
I think that's an anomaly. I don't I don't trust that this will happen again, but it's still it never happened last year, which is where the worry comes in. And it's not just Zeke, though. There's these top, the top running backs aren't really producing, I guess, as much. I mean, I didn't originally have Le'Veon Bell on this list, but I could. I mean, he still scored 9.1, but he did it off 27 carries and 87 yards. So these like surefire number one guys like Zeke and Bell aren't putting up these aren't putting up massive numbers. It's kind of it's surprising in a way. A little <laughs> it kind of worries me a bit if especially if you're the one who had to pick these guys. I mean, we just thought for sure these guys are just the top guys no matter what. They're gonna have big weeks every week. But again, it's fantasy football. That's I guess that's not the case. No, man. Uh, I, I tell you, I I'm not sure what it was, but um. I don't know. I mean, it, it might turn into a situation where you can actually get these guys now. So if someone's willing to actually deal Bell, I'm still in this situation where, you know, I'd have arms wide open for him. But, you know, he's still got nine oh, points. Oh, yeah, definitely. It wasn't not like it, he fell flat in his face. I mean, so it's, it's one of those that even when he has a bad game, he can get you, you know, almost double digits, which is still pretty good, obviously. Yeah, if somebody for some reason is worried about it at all and wants to trade him, go get him. <laughs> he's gonna be. I think he's gonna be perfectly fine. Both of these guys are gonna be perfectly fine. And I still, and I think Lashawn McCoy is gonna be perfectly fine. You see, McCoy four point three points in standard this week, twelve carries for nine yards. But you got some receiving yards to salvage it a little bit. But that's I didn't see that coming either. No, yeah, that's, I mean that's he just had a poor game. I mean, uh, I mean I they're. I mean, they were in a very, very low-scoring game. And the unfortunate part about that is you think that would help him because he would get more carries, but he just didn't. So it was kind of an unusual game for how it unfolded. And then another guy, Isaiah Crowell. I was starting to I, – I kind of cooled on Crowell as the, as the preseason went on there, as we got closer to the season and started to wonder, why are we ranking him so high? Why is everybody ranking him so high? And I'm starting to wonder if that's if that wasn't the case. Maybe he was ranked a little too high. Only he's only had 70 yards now in the season off 27 carries, and it's he plays just the Cleveland's just still not good. They're not a good team, and they're not going to be able to just they want to run the ball maybe with him, but I don't think they're going to be able to do it. I think that's the the problem here. Yeah, and and Crowell's going to suffer. Yeah, I mean it's very true. They did go against Baltimore, which you know has usually pretty good defense. But when you're, I mean, Kaiser really struggled. He got hurt. Yep. He had to come out for a second. Um, you know, when, you only, when you're on a bad team and only get 10 touches, I mean, it, it's very difficult to turn those into points. So in, until they turn around a, a bit, um, I, I think it's going to be one of those situations where Corral probably does better against uh, bad teams, bad defenses. And he, he might struggle a little more, or his team will, and then in turn he will. So it, it's one of those things. I thought he could overcome it because he pretty much did last year, right? I mean, they were nope. terrible last year too, and he still put up good points. So th there was no reason not to think that he couldn't do the same thing. But him and Jordan Howard are having a very difficult time overcoming their you know their situation at the moment. And then another player here who – I think his team has realized what I've already realized. It's LeGarrette Blunt's no good. And I think, <laughs> I think the Eagles realized that and decided not to give him any carries at all today. So there's that. I just, I think everyone's starting to realize that. And I'm happy we both ranked him very, very low in our preseason ranks. We kind of, I think, came around on that. 
Looks like the Eagles have too, but I don't know what the Eagles are doing with their run game. Small was no. not doing anything. It's Sproles getting the majority of the work. It just it's the running situation is pretty ugly there. Yeah, I I, I don't know where I don't know where it's going to go. I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, you know, Sproles got ten carries, only uh you know four targets in the passing game. So maybe they're going to try to just you know use him as much as possible because they actually trust him and then and then divvy out some of the you know between the tackle work to the rest of the guys but the fact that Blunt didn't get anything is is pretty shocking to me because even at least in short yardage situations he has to be somewhat useful so um obviously there's something there that they are not they're not liking at all yep all right jeff you got any other major disappointments that i'm missing Um, (laughs) <laughs> there's quite a well, few wide receiver disappointments yeah. this week. <laughs> but just... Actually, there's a, I mean, there's a couple. First of all, you know, once again, uh, Mixon, I know his name is going to come up a lot. People draft him very high. You know, 4.1 in standard this week. Um, I think his is going to be a developing one. Delvin Cook, uh, obviously, yeah. you, you wonder about that one, but obviously without Bradford in there, obviously it hurts the whole team, offense. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So us kind of, or everyone, you know, including us, getting a little hotter on on the wide receivers there. Uh, obviously, that threw a bunch of cold water on the whole situation. <laughs> but um, what do you how how do you feel about the uh, New Orleans run game? Oh, I'm just staying away completely. Except for honestly, at this point, I think Kamara's my favorite. I think. <laughs> Thank you. I was actually gonna I was I was gonna follow up with a question about him because yeah. I mean. He had what five point four uh, in standard scoring today. Uh, is this a guy that you're gonna? I mean, you can buy low on him right now. Is this a guy you think is could possibly work his way up the chain and and take a, I don't know, take the majority away from Ingram and Peterson? I see. I think he could start to do something. I mean, Ingram did score more than him this week, but it's just something. There's <laughs> something about Mark Ingram that Sean Payton doesn't seem to like, even today. Eight carries for 52 yards. That's pretty solid. But he only had eight carries. You know, there's something about Ingram that you just know for some reason. He's only had 14 carries on the year. And he's and he's made he's done good with those that work, but you just know that I think Peyton wants to use somebody else there. He wouldn't have brought in Peterson. He wouldn't have drafted Kamara. I don't know what it is, but there's just too much going on that it, he wants somebody else to do this. And I think it's gonna be Kamara, who He's kind of in that pass catching role right now, but that's going to get him. He's going to keep getting more value, I think. He's if he starts getting some of the carries, he's going to. He's just been doing it right now off pass catching, but I could see him getting more and more carries here. And I don't, I don't think they're going to increase Ingram's. And Peterson, I think, is already off the wrong foot with Sean Payton as well. So it's it's a weird situation. I think Kamara could be the one to emerge from it. Yeah, and I'm I'm getting the same feeling. I mean, it's hard to hard to see a world where Ingram and Peterson completely get forgotten because they're giving those guys a ton of money and they're very good. But at the same time, having the defense so, so bad right now, you know that they're going to have to throw a lot. And like you said, Kamara's in that pass catching role. So he got seven targets compared to Ingram's five Yep. and Peterson pretty much doesn't get any. Um, And with those, when he did catch the three yacht, he turned it into 51 yards compared to Mark Ingram, who had four turned into 24. So I think Payne's going to see him as a, a true weapon he can use. I just have this feeling that he's going to start implementing him more and more and more. And 
I, I think he's just going to turn into like pretty much an every third down back kind of guy. And I think he'll start stealing carries as well. Like you said, I, I don't know. The, I think the sky's the limit when he, if he continues to perform like he has, because the guy looks athletic as all heck. Yeah, I, I'm, I really like him a lot, and I just like to see him get more work here. I just, yeah, I don't, I don't see, I don't see for some reason it's going to happen with Ingram. So, I think I like to see it with Kamara. All right, some other guys we should probably just mention that we skipped over earlier, just to, you know, people kind of forget about him for something. Carlos Hyde, 15 carries, 124 yards, solid game against against <laughs> Seattle at Seattle. So. He looked great. He, he does. Yeah, he, he really did look great. I think we've always been a lot higher in Hyde than most. And it's because he's a good player, you know, if they give him the work. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, his injuries are the only reason yep. that he got downgraded on a lot of our list. So if he stays healthy, he's going to be wonderful. I mean, to do that against Seattle, too, is no no small feat. I mean, it was a really low-scoring game. But 124 yards against them is really, really positive sign. Another guy, one last guy we should mention here is Chris Carson. Chris Carson from Seattle, who's, I think, is their lead back right now, which didn't quite see this one coming. Dear, dear God, Seattle. 20 carries. He got, you know, he got 93 yeah. yards out of it. Respectable. And they didn't even have Eddie Lacy active for the game. I mean, he just got off on the wrong foot with them. There's something eh, that's just not working out with Lacy. We could see that last week, which is just surprising to me. But. And Rawls came in, came back, and only got five carries. That's it. It was all, it was all Chris Carson. Just, man, I don't know where this one came from. We, we did talk about Carson a couple weeks ago, but I thought it was just kind of a, I didn't think it was going to be anything, honestly. At the best, I thought there was going to be like a four-headed backfield, but somehow Carson has taken over all the work. Just crazy to me. Yeah, I, I tell you the truth, I, I don't really know which which way is up at this point in the Seattle backfield. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's one of those I'm probably staying away from, but I, I know Carson is going to be, once again, he's going to be another he's, waiver guy. He because, might be, he might be one of the, he could be the top this week. It's going to be close, but you get a guy who's going to get no one else carries. Good, so why not? <laughs> and then how about some injuries here? We talked about a bunch of them already, mainly the more minor ones that we just don't know. I mean, they could be minor. We just don't have any idea severity yet, but some other ones, Corey Coleman had a broken hand, so. Basically the same injury he had last yeah. year. It's going to be out. Yeah, that's a bummer yep. too. I mean, talk about another hit to the Browns. He, I, I thought the guy was in uh, line for a big uptick, and then he gets hit with this. So that's just unfortunate. And Greg Olson, broken foot. This is a guy who never misses anything. And now he's going to be out for a little while here. So that's a hit to the already struggling Carolina offense. So not yeah. – that's not nope, going to help. Not at all. We talk about Jordy. We don't really know anything yet. Randall Cobb, we don't know anything. All these other guys, we don't know a thing. Any, any others? Any other major ones I'm missing here? I probably am. Um, no, I think the majority of the ones that I heard about throughout the day were, you know, they came back into the game and they played, blah, blah, blah. Yep. So the, the big one are those two. I mean, they're definitely going to miss a bunch yep. of time. Um, you know, and, Oh, and Rob, we, we think we talked a little bit about Rob Kelly. Yeah. Oh, like he's a rib too. injury, so that could be a little bit, so. And then oh, we could say Jordan Reed got hurt during the game, came back. Is that a surprise? Not the hurt part, but I'm, I'm surprised he came back. <laughs> Usually when he gets hurt, he's, he's out for three weeks. So. <laughs> that is true. But, all right, it's about all the injuries I got. So Yeah, no more injuries. But I, I do have to say, I mean, also because we finally got to see the Dolphins play, um, 
you know, anyone that was wondering about Ajayi, <laughs> he looked legit once again. And 28 carries. Give me a break. A, yeah, I mean, he's a. we saw a couple workhorse backs this week, which isn't – we don't see him that often, but – 28 carries from Ajay. I mean, Bell we knew was. He had 27 carries. CJ Anderson, 25 carries. He's talked about P. Ryan had 21 carries, which is ridiculous. And Chris Carson with 20. So it's good to see these guys actually getting a lot of carries. I mean, even oh, even Gillisley. We didn't even talk about Gillisley at all. He had 18 carries, which is. Yeah, that is really good to see because that guy yep. is going to get touchdowns. If he gets he a lot one. of work, <laughs> yeah, he is. He's going to keep getting them. So um, I'm just going to. Ride that guy as a as a touchdown vulture for the rest of the year. I have no problem with that. Um, you know what what Blount he should have he should have tried to stay in in town for sure. I'm sure he did, but <laughs> I think they knew what I know. Is he's a terrible yeah. running back. So. And Frank Gore, even though the Colts sucked, <laughs> he was able to get into the end zone and uh, you know salvage a day for himself. That guy so just keeps being. A, just, <laughs> he's just, just gonna, gonna keep continue away, to be a running back too. It's never gonna fail. It's just he he does it somehow every time. All right, but I think that's all we got for this one, Jeff. Unless you nothing else here, I don't think we're, I think we covered pretty much everything again. It, but it wasn't like a crazy offensive week again. You know what I mean? Just kind of feels like there's yeah, more to come. Was, yeah, and I, I think it it definitely was starting to pick up. Yep. You're starting to see people do do better, especially the quarterback situation. Kind of got back to normal, and I think that helped everyone else out. But you know, it's uh. Like we said, the picture is becoming a little bit clearer. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's not looking good for a, a few of these guys. But um, there's a few guys that really stuck out this year that or this week that might turn into something. So it's going to be really, really interesting, uh, especially waivers this week. And, and you can hear all about that in our uh, next podcast. Yep. Yeah, I think after week three, it's like, well, I feel like I feel I'll feel comfortable that saying that I know a lot. But actually – who knows? It'll probably be completely different and it'll change every opinion I had. And I'll, I'll still know nothing probably after next week. So right. uh, the only thing left is tomorrow night. We'll see if, if, if Odell plays, hopefully he plays. I'm, I'm hoping to see him out there against the lions. So that's about the only thing left people. Hopefully you don't have to make that decision, but if you do, you know, if Odell doesn't play, maybe go pick up, I don't know Roger Lewis off the waivers if you need a last second fill in if they if he if Odell ends up being a scratch but if he's playing you're playing him so I'm hoping he's playing I don't want to have to play Brandon Marshall not looking forward to that I don't think anybody <laughs> is <laughs> but all right we'll be back with the waiver episode and on Tuesday we'll talk to you guys then.